ready for your punishment, slave. I sometimes scream out, no. When really, I mean, yes. Yes, yes! And this is why we have the safe word. Until we hear the safe word, we will not stop. She's not a Christian! No! Safe Word with Jason Rouse. Hey, this is Jason Rouse, and welcome to the Safe Word Podcast. Today, uh, my my guest today is Josh Nazra. Nassar. <laughs> Josh Nassar, and it's a Nancy A-S-A-R. Na- Nazareth? No, Nassar. Wow, this is a great opening. It's a great opening. <laughs> sorry. I've taken... When you call me, i just eaten some chocolate. What is that? Okay. <laughs> I'm on drugs. Jason asked me to do the podcast three weeks ago, and he said, don't be unprofessional yeah. like all these Hollywood douchebags and not be there and show up. I called him and said, hey, we have a podcast to do. Yeah. And I, I went to your house. I picked you up, brought to you my house, and I now thought, we're doing it. I thought uh, I thought maybe we could, I was going to eat something that would thin me out a little bit. But I'm professional. Okay. But uh, it's nice to have you on the show. Thank you very much. And uh, I've known you. We were discussing this earlier for a few years now, I guess. Mm-hmm. But you were telling me about a very magical point of your life in Hollywood's, your so Ed Hardy days. I moved out here, and uh, a girl had from dumped where? me. From where? From Potomac, Maryland, Ooh. and uh, went to college at Penn State, and then came out here and dated emotionally unavailable girls. I dated a girl who was a go-go dancer and had posed in Hustler, and I thought, hmm, I yeah. could make this work. This will make my mother cry. Yeah. I'm the so, chosen one. Yeah. So I thought, well, she's pretty. I can make her into something. And uh, anyways, but before that, we broke up. Me and this girl broke I've up. I've been down that road. And the project. I, I, was in the, uh, I was in Crunch, and I saw this guy Hollywood, uh, named Jeff Boz. And Jeff Boz owned Sunset Tan. Now, Sunset Tan was a TV show that was on E, whereas all these girls that went tanning or whatever. And we just got along with Jim. Hey, what's up? He's like, hey, man. I'm, he was with all these insanely beautiful club girls, like insanely beautiful. And, he's, and they were handing out flyers Hollywood at Crunch. Tens? Yeah, Hollywood Tens. Uh, and keep in mind, a lot of these people listening are from other parts of the world. What, what is a Hollywood Ten look Okay, like? let's say 5859, blonde hair, blue eyes, platinum blonde hair, fake blue eyes, more makeup than Revlon owns, uh, clear platforms or just high heels in the gym, shaved, tanned, smelling like a stripper, which was my type highly, of Highly, highly manicured. Yeah, highly, highly manicured. And they, got, they talk like that. What do they wear? Uh, I mean, they, they were hot. They looked like a Hollywood, yeah. a, a Hollywood not Age. a Hollywood star. These are women in their 40s? No, uh, 20s. <laughs> no. 20s, 22, 20, 21, 23. When everything's right. Everything was perfect. Everything is right where it should be. Smells, oh my God. So that's what it was. So he <laughs> said to me, hey, do you want to go to Vegas? We're all going to Vegas. I'm like, yeah. okay. So I went to Vegas and it was a melee and I got in that cheesy Hollywood world. And oh. I... Was I mean when I say I'm gonna do it from the ground up? I had coach boots on. I had a pair of true religion jeans. I had a belt buckle that Brett Ern says with this was the size of the intercontinental champ. We used to make fun of me, right? With uh, diamonds all over it, diamonds all around yeah, my waist. Yeah. I had true religion jeans, a tight Ed Hardy shirt with a dragon that came over oh, the shoulder no. and diamonds. Earrings in both ears, a oh. Hollywood uh, Playboy necklace. A what Playboy year was this? Uh, 
Uh, 2007, 8 was the highlight. That's not that far away. Yeah. What were you? Oh, doing? I drove a Hummer too, by the way, and I had a Jaguar with spinners. Why? Why? Uh, why? Because, like, dude, cause I got you, you, puss. Like, I was getting puss. You were. In, I was in that group, and that's what the girls wore. But you, liked. friends from your hometown, must have said, "Hey, man, you got to gear it down a little bit." No, they I were supportive. I didn't see them. You broke up with the whole village. I d- yeah, I didn't see them. But you know what it came down to is everybody in that group was highly dysfunctional and cheesy, and that's what everybody did. So we were just like, yeah, yeah, yeah birds dude. of feather, yeah, birds of a feather are fucking stupid together. But what was the? Because you're dealing with those social circles that tend some of the worst individuals. Yes. So how did you navigate? Because you're you're a decent person. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. Because you're you're like that whole scene if, can be a lot it, of predatorial scumbags. As long and, as you paid. To play, meaning like we were going on like trips together or we were going to clubs, so you'd pay like $150 for bottle service, you know, and then you would have 10 guys pool. chip in. So you would all pool. So everybody was cool as long as you were cool like that. Leech. Yeah, and I never like cock block guys. Yeah, you We never diplomatic. really did that. Yeah. yeah. Well, everybody in that group was. It was, but we, everybody was out and just partying and playing, and, but it there was no exhausting. substance. It was yeah. so exhausting. And I tell you what, when I decided to step out of it, I stepped out of it. And not one of those people called me. Not one to be like, hey, man, I haven't seen you. We used to yeah, see you yeah, every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not one person. Yeah, because no one wants to hear the other side. No. No one wants to go, oh, you know what? I feel fucking, you know, my kidneys don't ache anymore. But that's the thing. As we were talking about this before, too. I didn't have a big tolerance. So me drinking was three or four drinks, and that was it. You were, like, that was parting it. Yeah. I mean, that was parting it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wasn't that dude. I didn't have that addiction. Well, a lot of those people, too, were like, come on, come on, and that can be annoying, especially if you're a four-drink drinker, and that's plenty for you, and you're around heavy alcoholics that are constantly leaning on you to be... They weren't alcoholics. You know what that group was? Mm. That group was really? chasing sex. It was more sex. Was It was a very... That energy, club energy, was a very... It's very highly Hot sexualized, box. you know? Now, after parties, they did coke and stuff, but... Um, I would go and I just I don't do that really. It was a big pussy wrangle. That's all it was. You go in on a horseback and a, and a lasso and just yeah. wrangle some squirrels. And you know what it came down to? If you think about it, these girls who want to be actresses and models, right? They're very pretty. So right when they walked into a club, this picture, like all of a sudden they were on the red carpet. Yeah. Like all of a sudden in their mind, they were and they really were in that culture a celebrity. But yes. as soon as they walked oh, out of it, you went right back. Comes. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're right back to just no one, no money, no nothing, no skills. So it became addictive for them. It's like killing in a comedy club in the U.S. and then coming back to Hollywood. You were a king in that town, but yeah. now you're, uh, you're nothing. And all they had to do is put on makeup and be willing to have sex, and all of a sudden they were a celebrity. That's great. It's horrible. <laughs> it's a horrible existence. It's terrible. And now I make fun of all that. And like, I go. How many years did you last? I last. There's some ups. Okay, listen. As a young man, in that, that's very appealing. I had but a then great you time. Start to get older. Yeah, yeah. I great went time. to Vegas all the yeah. time. We we were, uh, were walking like with. Vegas. We were with George Maloof, the owner of the Palms at the time. Who, I don't know who George Maloof. He owned the Palms. He was like our age. His parents owned at a time. We were like going through all the secret tunnels, no. sitting down at bottle service. Mayweather's next to us. Yeah. By yeah. the way, I had no money in the bank, but we were doing all this stuff. Yeah. But I had zero dollars in the bank. You know, but we'd sit down with bottle service and girls everywhere, and ah, I'd come home and be living in like a guest house. Yeah, <laughs> but that's what—that's the 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 other side of the coin is uh, you. Some people have children, invest in real estate. You went to Vegas and hung out with solid. Hollywood I invested heads. in puss. Yeah. You know, that's a good story. Yeah, it's horrible. It's a horrible <laughs> life. What? What is? Give me because that that also attracts a lot of broken people. 
Like you get some crazy chicks doing like scandalous shit like what spectacles it, what like it came down to or i was fighting it, this is kind of deep but i was so emotionally checked out unavailable for my stepfather drowning me and locking me in the basement mm-hmm. <laughs> hold on let me, get my, let me get my cock out you know what's great yeah you know what's so great is that i said that to you and usually when i say that i say it for a shock effect and i look at the person you just went oh okay anyways so what happens like you didn't it didn't affect you at all i'm not, it's, it's not my experience i wouldn't judge you right. on your past well you're a good person um no but i was so emotionally checked out and if you think them you know water seeks its own level that they were checked out they're they're in their world nothing wrong with them yeah yeah, yeah. they're running away from whatever because that world is very youth driven there was guys who were 50 55 Sad. still going to clubs yeah Sad. so people not wanting to grow old not wanting to deal with stuff and it was almost like you step in and then all of a sudden you go <gasps> you step out and you go oh my god like the matrix yeah you go holy shit that was like a, it's a little ecosystem where everybody knows everybody. They all know the doorman, the door, this yeah. guy, that guy, and you know. There's very a lot of casualties of that because people are like I could just stay here forever. Well, mm-hmm. you can't. It's a it's a young person's game. Or they don't even think they can stay here forever. They just don't think. It's yeah. like you get caught Purgatory. up. Yeah, yeah. You just you're just there, and then byproduct of getting older, you're actually quote unquote kicked out. So are you saying the DJs are evil people? <laughs> DJs are the best, dude. And I love the young girls who stand next to them. I'm like, oh. what are you doing? Yeah, I know. What are you do- and you're dancing and like and you're talking whispering in his ear. Yeah. You have nothing to do with anything. You stupid <laughs> fucking I hate you. They're, they're the worst kind of cheerleaders. You're standing next to a guy who's pressing buttons. Yeah. It's pretty bad. But that's that's the that's the rage in Vegas. Yeah. Those all used to be entertaining. Now it's all DJ billboards. All it is. Isn't that insane? Um, it's and all, it's only the same four guys. It's it's mathematical. Think about this. Okay, so all we have to do is put a bunch of speakers and a guy with a sound system. Cheap. That's it. Yeah. We don't have to, you know, put one guy up in a hotel. We'll, we'll take, yeah, the one we'll, the money we're saving, we'll put half of that in our pocket, the rest huh. in billboards. That's all. Billboards and the and it's cheap and it's uh, it's easy to do and people enjoy Cost. it. Music takes you away. So you yeah. can go there and play the music and take people on a ride, and that's it. Yeah. Do nothing else. They've all come to Vegas to forget anything. Everything, right. right. So it's great. So And these DJs make money. Oh, man. You know? Billionaires. Yeah, I love it. It's I love insane. It. Yeah. But I'm not really... Oh, by the way, I used to go out, and it was me. I think it was the Palladium or the Palace or something. It would be me and probably about 800 Asians, and I would just dance with them all night, just on Molly. <laughs> just straight <laughs> ecstasy. Well, it was ecstasy at the time. That's it would just be the me. opening of your first special. <laughs> what me on Molly? You and Molly and Ed Hardy were dancing with a nightclub it was full me. Asian dudes. I had platform shoes on that were like six no, inches. No, and you didn't. Oh, dude, like you would see the what goth you, guys, jeans, on? white tank, no, a, 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 a Superman oh, tank top, a cowboy hat, so just so mollied out of my head. No, no, <laughs> seriously, one hundred percent. Just hashtag what, puss. What was? That's pretty. I was, dude. I was getting away from it, you know, and oh. I did it. And, and the guy thing, the what was it? What was the break? Where was that moment where you're sitting there in your fucking shitty clothes, and your stupid grin, going, "I need to get the fuck out of here." You know what it came down to is I what was year? I was ne- uh, what year? It was like last week. Was there a moment? So no, <laughs> uh, no, it, there was a moment. Um, I it was when my, I say sometimes God does for you what you can't do for yourself, but I was really into this. Girl, it was my fiance, and she dumped me, and it destroyed me. Uh-huh. And How I long were you dating her for? Uh, like three years. Uh-huh. Did um, you live together? We had lived together. I paid the rent $3,000 a month, and uh, we slept in separate bedrooms. Things were great. <laughs> I'm sorry, what happened? I just I just went on autopilot. What was that? Yeah. Um, 
I've but, got worse stories too. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go but, ahead. So uh, and and that kind of broke me because I really that's as much as I had loved somebody at the time. And it totally broke me because I didn't want to go out to the clubs to see her and she was in the clubs and all that. So I had to kind of change my life and then I kind of sat back. I'm like, wait, I, I'm good at comedy and I can be on TV. I know what I'm doing. Because before I started getting the clubs, I was on TV. I had two worldwide TV shows on ESPN. I was doing crowd warm up. Everything was going great. And then Your I stepped in the clubs. focus changed. My focus changed and now I changed it back four years ago, four and a half years ago. And since then, I'm now again on two worldwide TV shows and I'm pitching shows and I'm doing everything that... I'm supposed to be doing. You're you're very lucky. A lot of people don't. They once they slip, they kind of fall off. You know what I mean? There's it's sometimes you, yeah. you 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 haven't lost anything, but those four years were probably necessary for you to get to this place. Um, yes, and I, it was actually eight years of that. It, I was I was in that scene for eight years, but oh, dated over four. I but I can tell you wrap my head that, that I think the reason is because I'm not a drug dude. I'm just that's just not how that's I'm made how you up. had the longevity. Yeah, I did. I didn't do. I would go out, but I would be home at like two or three. Everybody else would go out, and I'd be like, "No, I'm yeah. done." I just never did drugs really. Yeah. yeah. And when I said I did XC, I was like once in a great while. Was, I tried did, it. Did sex was just the attraction, or just the yeah, euphoria? just the girl, the euphoria of stepping out of reality. Yeah. Stepping into a club, you know everybody. Hey, John. Hey, Brad. Hey, Todd. It's the same like, thing. Cheers. As, what? Cheers for the broken. Like yeah. the TV yeah. show Cheers and Cuckoo's Nest. Exactly. With a DJ. Now, and the thing you you want to relate to this is that it's the same thing with comedy. Now, when I go out, every time I see you, we laugh. Yeah. Every time I always see you at the parlor. It's the same kind of community, except now, uh, and we talk about this a lot, I don't have those people in my life. There's a lot of Hollywood douchebags. Uh-huh. I don't I won't interact with them. I won't try to have a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to if I left this today, I don't want I want somebody to call me, hey, you all right? Mm. You know, Dude, so you want to, you want to, it's a quality over quantity way, way, way. Like and that's that. one thing you, you, cause you want to be social and especially in this city, but you're, there's so much bullshit on top of it. The time you get through a half a dozen people, you realize there's no value in any of the interactions. No value. In fact, the word is devalue. It actually can deescalate you. It actually can bring you back. Yeah. And some people view this, they do nothing. This, if I have, a, I expend energy and I'm learning how to draw appropriate boundaries and not like just, on the way over here, there was a guy, we were dry, I was driving and there was a guy who said something stupid on the, on Facebook and I wanted to be, type and be like, dude, you're an idiot. Yeah, yeah. But you said, why? Why do that? Yeah. You know? It's pointless. It's pointless. He's but, bringing you back to that and you're, 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 you just told me you're doing yeah, and you did. You have done. I I was so happy. I was. I forget where I was. I was watching Sons of Anarchy, and you were on it. I was like, "That's fucking rad." What was that like? That's a cool show. I tell you, I'm so grateful because, as as I said, I I didn't so lose everything. To people, you you. So were Sons on, of Anarchy. I play a cop. I play Sheriff Carrera, which is a Latino Carrera, uh, Latino character, and uh, I'm like white, Middle Eastern. I'm just pretty much a white boy. So I played Sheriff Carrera. I was on two years, seven episodes, and. That's what it was like. It was the best experience I've ever had. It was the biggest show I've ever been on. Everybody was like weirdly nice. Yeah. Like every, because I think they were such a hit show that they were kind of a family. And I yeah. came on in this uh, sixth and seventh season. Um, Kurt Sutter, Paris Barclay. These are like guys that are like movers and shakers. And they were like, hey, Josh, we love to have you here. You That's know, great. Paris Barclay was like, we love having you here. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You're good I was, for morale. I was so grateful to be there because, as I said, I took time away that you don't know if you're ever going to be able to come back to something mm-hmm. and I did and I'm doing it and I was it was awesome yeah and I had I, I walked around and I had the uh, on set I, like I had it was fully copped out yeah think yeah, of yeah. a cop with the gun <laughs> yeah, and the yeah, baton yeah, yeah. I saw and all. I had my hand on my gun walking around no yeah. reason like I was gonna do something yeah, yeah 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 but I became the cop sure 
I'm also on a show on Discovery Networks. It's the Velocity Channel called What's My Car Worth? And it's um, we fly around to these very, very high-end car auctions where they have all these specialty cars, like a 1964.5 Mustang you know, convertible, blah, blah, that's been redone, redone, or 1930, or a 2012 Bugatti, and I get to drive the cars. I just get to drive them. You're the host. Uh, me and I have a co-host named Keith Martin, who's great. He's a real expert about cars. Like, he knows every screw, I mean, every panel. He knows everything. Yeah. And I know a quarter of what he knows, or half of what he knows. But make it entertaining. I, I bring some, I bring, I think, the wonderment, because to me, I'm so excited. I get to drive, I get to drive a BMW i8 with doors that flip up. Are you kidding me? Do you know I've never driven a car in my life? Really? How come? Yeah, I'm afraid. Are you really? What are you afraid of? I have like a fear of uh, running over children. Okay, so you have a fear of hitting people. Yeah. <laughs> Where does that come from? Uh, I think... <laughs> I don't want to drive. No, uh-uh. You, have, oh, you really don't have a fear of running over children. I don't want to drive. I want a driver. Okay, but did that cost money? Yeah. I got to make some money. Okay, so you don't want to drive ever in your life? No. If if I told you, yo, I need you to drive me right now, could you drive to the hospital or whatever? Mm-hmm. How? If it was an emergency. How? I, I'm mechanically inclined. I can make it where I know what does what, but, uh, and I've been, I've driven go-karts and shit, but uh, I won't drive a car. I don't get that. It makes no sense. There's something mathematically going on with you that you're not telling because it can't be just a fear of hitting children. <laughs> there's something else going on. And, I, and if you guys can't see him, there's something drive. I can I've see. I've never driven. I mean, he's squirming now. What? You've never driven? Never driven. So if a girl said, "All right, come pick me up," how do you take her out on a date? I don't pick girls up. Okay, how's your? Are you single? Yeah, I'm single. Well, there you go. There's the answer. <laughs> Why am I single? Because you can't pick them up. I don't want to pick them up. I don't go on dates. You don't. Where no. do you meet girls? You know, like Methadone Clinics. Okay. Downtown. Well, I, see. I go down with sugar cubes and crack cocaine. Uh huh. Downtown L.A. and I feed the homeless. Sugar, <laughs> you feed them. Yeah, why? Why do you feed them crack cocaine? Because <laughs> it keeps them. It keeps them more uh, excited about what I'm doing. Okay, this is getting to be absolutely ridiculous. Uh, you know what's crazy is every time I see you, we laugh at uh, the Snapchats you send me. Yeah, I've I've been uh, I've been uh, laying low on the Snapchat. Why? Uh, I've just been busy. I'm getting ready to go on a big tour. But wait, wait, you've been busy, so you're laying low on the Snapchats. By the way, the Snapchats consist of him taking a shit and filming it coming out of his butt. And he's saying, I'm too busy. Which means, what, do you set up lighting? Is there a certain a place you do it? I don't just throw shit out of my ass past my phone camera. He really does it's, this to me. And a, I don't know why. I never asked for this. I get a... Uh... Do you have a big following of people? <laughs> the thing is, is that he said it to me, and what I do is because I'm not, and, you know, I press oh the button on the Snapchat and I hold the phone away from me, all the way to the right <laughs> or left. I hold it down, and I just hear. <laughs> that's all I, and and then and then I'm. La- By the way, it's always alone, and I'm laughing hysterically. And then when I see him, I tell him usually where I was at. And uh, yeah, yeah, people have. Uh, I've been blocked. Oh, you have been blocked. Anybody we know that you've been blocked by? Uh, the pop singer Estero. Anybody that we know, because we can and, call him on the phone right now, and, and I'll be like, hey, uh, I'm here with Jason Rouse right now. The guitar player from the black metal band called Mayhem. Wait, any of our friends? No. I'm, darn. A few, there was a few people, but they stopped. They took Snapchat off their phone completely. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, who? Give me a name. Let's call him. Uh, uh, Wacko. Who's you know Wacko? No. He's a children's entertainer. Wacko? He's a children's clown. Dude, Wacko? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. First of all, A, I don't know any children entertainers. 
And I B, do. I don't know any children's you entertainers named Wacko. Chil- children's entertainers? No. You don't hang out with children's entertainers? No, because they're probably alcoholics or drug addicts. <laughs> right? Or deviants. Yeah, they're deviants. Who do you hang out with? Mm, I hang out with my roommate because she's. I mostly ha- I hang out. I look through my phone. Ninety nine point one hundred percent comedians and yeah. my cousin Sam. Because I honestly Sam. work all the time. I don't ever, even when I'm when not working, work? working. When I'm like, uh, you always work. Like, I always work. Yeah, when you go like for a lot of times, uh, and comedy takes place a lot of times. Ninety nine percent of the time, I think off stage. I we're developing a friendship, and then uh, you know, and, and then let's say a year from now, I'm like, hey, I'm going over to Europe. I do some comedy. Do you know anybody? You might go, oh, my buddy Jeff over there. Yeah, that's the only way I would get over there. If not, I would end up going nowhere. So definitely the relationships that you develop, and then if if Jeff ever asked you, oh, I know him. He showed up. We did this. So you develop you these relationships. You build rapport. rapport. Um, and you know, let I me mean, for like Gerard Carmichael has a sitcom, very very talented comedian and. Uh, Willie Hunter is writing on it, or one of the writers. Mm-hmm. Well, how? Because they're friends, and Gerard goes, "Oh, that dude's funny, and we get along. Them. He trusts him, and he has talent." That's the thing. People so, in this city want to work with people they trust. Why would and have talent? Why yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah, totally. If you have two guys, Willie and John, and you don't know John, but you know Willie, why wouldn't you? You know what I mean? That's why Adam Sandler and the Fairly Brothers—they yeah. use the same crew. So I want to make sure not to use you. Um, I'm I'm sorry. Wait, I just you know I, I you wouldn't let me come and write on your car show. I would definitely I write all my jokes and my own shit on the wall. I'm sorry, in the boardroom. Okay, what's the name of this podcast again? The safe word. And and where do you does, have a safe word? Yes. What is it? Tomatoes. Tomatoes. You say that before somebody tries to poop on you. Okay, that's what I'm saying. I don't hook up with those kind of girls. I don't need a safe word. You've never seen a girl relieve herself in front of you. No. I haven't, right. but I do know How guys. How could you not hang out in those shitty nightclubs and not see one piss party? No, we don't. We didn't do that. <laughs> it's Vegas. Do you no. ever go to the Green Door? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. You never been to the Green Door? We were in cheesy Hollywood Vegas. Picture cheesy, glitz, uh-huh. glamour, see, neon that's the lights. Problem. Don't hang out with cheesy people. Well, I did. I don't do it anymore. Go and fight a cop in a parking lot. No. Did you, did you ever fight a cop? <laughs> no, no, I want to. You want to fight a cop? I, I have a fantasy about taking the, the gun out of the holster. Well, you know what? We all have that fantasy. And is it's, that what uh, it is? I think Bill Burr has a joke. He's talking about uh, driving on the highway, and he goes, I just want to take my car and just turn it to the right yeah. and run over people. Yeah, yeah, Our yeah. brain naturally thinks of animalistic stuff. I could get it. Yeah, so I've, I think, oh, I always think that. I've said on stage, but nobody have you laughed. you shot at before? Wait, so you have a, a <laughs> fantasy of you want to grab the gun, right? Yeah, yeah. I think everybody's brain does that, and then the humanistic side goes, of course not, yeah, don't do that. I don't want to do I want to put it in my own mouth and start beating off. <laughs> Wait, okay. Wait. <laughs> and while the cops are trying to handcuff me, I got an erection, so they're weird. <laughs> do you say this on stage? Because it's very funny. It's very, very dark. No, no. You're a very dark I want human the being. Please to beat me while I have an erection. Okay. <laughs> End of podcast. Awkward. Now a word from our sponsors. Barbie, you're beautiful. You make me feel my Barbie doll. Where did you get this stuff? Barbie dressed for swim and fun is only three dollars. Her lovely fashions range from one to five dollars. Look for Barbie wherever dolls are sold. I can't feel my face. I mean, I can touch it, but I can't feel it inside. 
go to www.jasonrouse.com backslash Skype and come and leave a voice message. If you like the show, tell me what you think. You can say, hey, I like the show. Tell me a story. You want some romantic advice. You want to know how to bury a body. Maybe you need a friend. They won't tell. I'll tell. I won't tell. I just want to, I just want to touch his skin. JasonRouse.com backslash Skype. Now back to the show. Would you ride an animal? Would I what? Ride an animal. What does that mean? Not in a sexual way. Everyone assumes that I think it's uh, making it perverted. But well, if you, if you just said that you want to masturbate while the cops handcuff you, of course you're going to think that. All right. What animal would you ride? Uh, if I could, uh, a leopard. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be great. My buddy said a lion because he, he thought it'd be like Thundercat. He always liked He-Man. Yeah. But a lion, uh, what'd you say, a tiger? Uh, a leopard. leopard. Yeah, like a quick leopard. Just get on the back like a horse and just. What about what about twelve leopards in a chariot? Yeah, that kind of it gets a little Ziggy Stardust. Then you, if you got twelve leopards in a Ziggy chariot, Stardust maybe be is that born. like a reference from the seventies or eighties? Yeah, what well, yeah. year were you born? You're close to my age. You're sixty three. No, I was born eighty five. Eighty five. Yeah. So that makes you sixteen, as far as you know. <laughs> I'm fifty eight. Oh, what a coincidence! I'm from Maryland. <laughs> I can go back and forth all day with this nonsense. <laughs> so what's what's coming up for you? Are you, you uh, doing any touring or? Yes, you know what? The crazy thing about touring is, yeah, I don't, you don't, don't call it touring comedians unless people are paying to see you. People are like, I'm going on tour. No, you're not. No, you're you're going, going on the road. You're going to work. Yeah. So I think, in my opinion, that's reserved for guys that people are going to see. The word producer is thrown around in this city a lot, and there's very unqualified. It's it's grandiose. Is that grandiose? So talking like upstaging some sort of mundane shit, like going on tour, or going on the road. Um, I think if you're getting paid to do a job, you could be producing. You're getting paid to. Well, it's like people are like, yeah, I produce comedy shows. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're a cl- you're a basically glorified. You're a club oh, promoter yeah. who's promoting comedy, which yeah. is fine, yeah, and yeah, you are yeah, producing. Yeah, yeah. But I think more when people say it's at a bare, bare. Yeah, it's the lowest of the low. You're and it's not, just you're not producing a hit television show. <laughs> you're right, and that's fine. I just think for me, when people say tour, you reserve it for guys like you know. I know you went with Russell Peters. People get up and go, "I'm going to see that person, Russell yeah, Peters." It's an event. Yeah, I so I've never been on tour. Am I going to go on the road? Yeah. Am I probably going to either break even or lose money? Yeah. But you know that's what we do as comedians. We grind and we grind, and then we do the big shows in between. Yeah, and it's not personal. No. It's not a personal thing. It's no. like uh, it, it's part of the process, you know. And eventually, you get into those Bill Burr and caliber stuff, but yeah. it, it's part of the uh, the growth of the whole thing. And Bill Burr, I think he had. I, I was listening to a podcast, and he or somebody told me he was making fun of Jamie Masada. He's like, "You were a fucking dick to me before." Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Maybe, you know, wait outside. So, yeah, that's what it is. Right now, that's the level I'm at. Now, with more TV credits. And getting better, you start. Well, what's, your, what's your dream career? What would be your idea? Would you always be doing stand-up comedy? Or always you... stand-up. Yeah, I mean, cool. honestly, my dream career, uh, I think it, it's such great, is Joe Rogan. Yeah. Why? Because he hosts UFC. He's respected in that. Yeah. He's a stand-up comic. He's definitely respected of yeah. that. Uh, he was on news radio, syndication, Fear Factor syndication. She has two shows in syndication, UFC, voiceover, and whatever else he's doing. He wears many hats, and he wears them all very well. And and he's respected in all those hats. Yeah, and he's always Joe's always been pro comedy too. Yeah, so and, that we need more people in that. There's so many kind yeah. of people just trying to. Oh, I don't want to cause any trouble because then I it will limit me and my opportunities. But if I say anything truthful, 
I'll tell you what my plans are. Uh, I am right now creating TV shows and pitching them. I want to get a couple shows in syndication, cool. which means money's coming in. That's residual. That's my money to pay people to keep you Sitcom away from me. Sitcom format or what? Uh, my, uh, I'm, I'm, my brain works right now, as of right now, in docudramas, which is shows like uh, about a barber shop, like the Kardashians, like crazy, silly families or mm. you know, a dog grooming place or whatever. So those and then also game shows. My brain comes up with game shows really easily. Yeah, I think you'd be a fantastic game show host. But even if I'm not on camera. It, you can put it out there consistently and keep the show in, in motion. Well, that's like what Joe Rogan did with Fear Factor. Yeah. He made that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's personality-driven stuff. Yeah, so I could either be on camera for that or not. So uh, game shows or that, uh, and the more that grows, the more I can do comedy. So that's what I'm going to do. And then acting uh, in a dramatic role is great because that's totally the opposite of am. serial killer? Yes, I would love to. Like if they were doing Cruising 2. Do you remember that movie? No, but an uh, American Psycho kind With of like Eric, crazy. Uh, uh, Al Pacino goes undercover in a, uh, a, a gay um, nightclub scene in New York and where there's a guy that's tying up gay men and killing them. No, but it sounds, doesn't it sound like what that uh, Bundy did when he chopped him up and he was a gay guy? And that's probably where it came from. He I chopped him up and put him in barrels. One no, of those that guys wasn't that, Bundy. wasn't Ted no. Bundy. Who was that? You know what I'm talking I about, though. I think that was Dom DeLuise. No, 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 no. That's not Dom DeLuise. <laughs> whose son, by the way, does uh, commercials for Purina Dog Chow. There's a little fun fact for $2,000. $50 on the board for Josh Nasser. Where do you want to go next? Um, so, no, I, yeah, I would love to play a crazy psycho role like mm. that. That would be amazing. American Psycho? Well, think about this. This is a, a, a great... I mean, I even said this to Pauly Shore a long time ago. Think about what Woody Harrelson did, who was on uh, Cheers. He oh, played yeah, the dumb yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. and then what did he do? He did Natural Born Killers, which is totally yeah. opposite. Now, he's been working for 25 years because he goes, I can do both things oh, equally yeah. well. I and can straight. He can be funny. He knows well, comedy. That was Cheers. Yeah. Cheers was funny, and then Natural Born Killers wasn't. So now they go, oh, we could, he's safe. We can hire him for anything. Yeah. That's somebody's career who's that's awesome. That's somebody who uh, smokes weed. Yeah, well, that's why I was saying even to, like somebody like Paulie Shore. Everybody knows that guy can be funny. I go, he could totally play a crazy psycho. Who, Paulie? If Paulie did yeah. that, then all of a sudden they go, oh, wow. A that- lot of comedians are get pigeonholed in pure comedy, but a lot of them are good drama actors, too. Yeah. You know? Like, I like saying I saw Russell Peters uh, in uh, the movie with Jake Gyllenhaal. And he was on a train out of bounds or out of sight or out of time or something like that. Outsourced. Yeah, something like that. No. I didn't see it. I did see Chef. That was cool. Oh, Russell's in. I played a cop in that. He just did Family Guy. Jesus. I Two mean, days ago, he just did Family Guy. Russell Peters is a voice on Family Guy. It's probably the biggest thing that's ever happened in his career. Why? Well, what's bigger than Family Guy? Oh, I think, isn't Russell? Well, I guess Russell's not bigger than Family Guy. No. But yeah. So well, that, is that, he on? Is it one episode or is he on? I think it's just one episode because he flew to Australia the next day. I mean. I don't even know what the character is or anything. How crazy is that? that no, that's somebody not. who's really moved through success gracefully. Same dude. One of my favorite I'm, things to do to Russell is to go up behind him <laughs> and punch him with a nice punch because he's like a golden gloves. Mm. So he destroys me back. But the, so the he only like way I can get a punch, yeah, the only way I yeah, can yeah. get a punch in on him is if I suck a punch. And he's in the middle of a conversation. Means nothing. And I hit him, and then all of a sudden I just close up, <laughs> and he hits me probably one tenth of what he, how he can. Yeah, yeah. And I get bruises. Yeah. And I laugh hysterically. He's got a he's got a punch. Yeah, he can punch. He punched some guy in the face in front of the laugh factory for calling him a packy. Well, the guy not only did that, but he kept going there? after him. No, but I've, I've talked to him about it, and I heard from other people that the guy went after him several times, and he was like, no, no, no. And what then, do you mean? In the club? 
when Russell was on stage, he was saying things that were inappropriate. Like, if you heckle somebody, let's just say you do that, which is not right. But he's got racist and racist. Was he a white guy? Or? I don't know, but it, came, it was from what I heard several times. It was racist, racist. And that kind of talks about, you know, in comedy, like, what do you do when somebody rushes the stage? What do you do? And that's why you have a microphone. If somebody rushes the stage. Will someone rush the stage? No, I'm just, that's, that's I'm saying another oh, topic. Like, you fucking take that mic stand right. and smash their fucking teeth yeah. out of their mouth. Because you don't know what they're going to do. You no, really don't. Fuck them. Now you're in my place of business. Yeah. And it's, it's you know, we say things on stage, and it's kind of annoying when people get, like, offended. You go, you came to a place to hear somebody's thoughts, whether you agree with them or you yeah. don't agree with them. Like, mm-hmm. relax, you know? Yeah, the moral high ground. I'm sick of it. We've, it's been a recurring conversation on my podcast is just the people that have come to watch comedy and decide that they're going to protest. Yeah. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean, it's like, no, then just leave. Yeah, and, and leave. I'm sure the club. I'll give you your money back. I just don't fucking party with us. I believe, and I the reason I keep saying these big comics is because that's how we learn. We uh, for me, I learn. Chris Rock, I believe, was saying, uh, you know, he doesn't do colleges anymore or didn't at a time because they're so they're politically annoying. correct. They're annoying. That they're brats. That's the point I think of comedy is to make fun of, you know, things. You know, if you make fun, I'm Jewish. You make that's, fun of me for that. Problem. That's silly. It's the the what is it, the earth shall be inherited of the meek. Uh, I, I the don't me- know. The, I, meek, I, the meek should inherit the earth. What does that mean? All though? this. Remember, remember the movie Revenge of the Nerds came yeah, out. Yeah, we all laughed at that. Now that's popular culture. Oh yeah. Now yeah yeah. You now, know what yeah. I mean? In fact, it was it was, it was frowned upon to be a, a weak uh, and uh, a thinker. In my mind, but in body, uh, a decrepit, you know, uh, victim. And now that's that's who's in charge. That's why I thought and the movie fucked. 21 Jump Street didn't get enough credit because they mocked that. Did they? Yeah, they mocked. Uh, uh, like, How pussified everything yeah, has become? Yeah, Justin Hires, who just booked uh, Rush Hour. Uh, there's a TV series now, Rush Hour. Okay. He played a gay black guy in there. And... Somebody punched him. He's like, "You just punched a gay black guy." He's like, "You can't something along the lines of you yeah. can punch one, you can't punch both." Yeah. Like, and and uh, Channing Tatum's character was like, he drove in in a uh, in like a cool Camaro that when we were growing up, that was awesome. And they're like, "Is that a hybrid?" Yeah, like, it's all like, yeah, hey, yeah, is that yeah, eco friendly? It's totally flipped. So that movie really made fun of, and I don't know how many people picked up on how many did. It's it's a, such a. A fucking strange thing. I don't know. Maybe it's just living, being on the earth is long to get see things get recycled and ideas and and attitudes and stuff that these people, certain people, think they're so original and uh, and you know I'm a catalyst for this, but it's it's redundant. It's well, like when Taylor Swift her 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 record or whatever record was called 1989. There was a neon. I'm like. I grew up with 1989 and neon. Yes, and you're like, ah, oh, I'm so cool. I'm not, I'm Miley yeah. Cyrus. No, no. Look at my shorts are high. Yeah, I saw that. I've already seen all that. It's it, it's become a parody. Yeah, it's a parody of itself. Pop culture is a parody of itself. Well, what it basically I think it does is it flips. So what happens is, uh, children see what their adults do and they go, I'm going to do the opposite. So then they do the opposite. They rebel. They rebel, and, and it's then not that original, right? It's not that it's it's the opposite. Your rebellion's been and done then, thirty years previous. And then when they get older, the next generation goes, "Well, I'm going to rebel against that." So they go back and yeah. they do what the par- their parents did. Yeah. So it's like when Diddy was big in the '90s, and everything was about you know flaunting and all this, and yeah, you know money, rap, yeah, popping bottles. Now Macklemore is like, "No, we're not like that." Well, then somebody after is going to start popping bottles. Yeah, that's all it is. 
It's a uh, somebody's always going to cha- challenge the uh, the popular shit. Yeah, that's what it is. Well, how do you figure? How do you? Because all these girls now, hot women, are trying to be nerdy, so they're more trendy. Yeah. What do you think? Do you fuck nerdy like librarians? Uh, first of all, there's an R in there. It's not a librarian. How do you say Valentine's Day? <laughs> Valentine's Day. Okay. I'm fucking on a, the moon right now. I had a big piece of chocolate, literally, before you picked me up. Right? Yeah, I'm going to make it. <laughs> and that coffee. barnacle on your cheek keeps winking at me. So what happened it was... It looks like a cake decorator. I had a, <laughs> I have a zit. It looks like a spider farm. And I picked at it, and it now looks like, you know what? It's like a cat's nipple. You know, sometimes like Kate Upton has like a little mole and it's pretty. That's how big it is. It's just a big, huge thing. It looks like somebody smushed a raspberry into the side of your face. Thank you for asking. Do you ever see those people with those purple birthmarks? Yeah. And it looks like they've just been eating yeah. blueberries with the side of their head. Uh, how about the, the Ash Wednesday? What did, the people put the? I used to date a girl that had one of those, and when I came on it, her face actually looked okay. Normal. Podcast would, is over. It, it would like, it would like, All <laughs> right, making calls now. So you're not you you've uh, are you dating anybody in the city? Nope, not dating anybody. It's uh, <laughs> an amazing transformation. What a transition that was. But do you you seem like a guy who fucks female comics on the down low? One hundred percent no. <laughs> You're totally the opposite wrong. Totally. You, I try, but do. it never happens. They're wise to your antics. I don't have any antics. I'm like, have you fucked a female comic? Long or a time. homeless comic. Oh, you know what? Okay, his name is Brad. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. You see, that was a twist. That was comedy, ladies and gentlemen. No, uh, I there's only a couple female comedians that I think are pretty. Um, Oof. Yeah, there's not a lot that are really pretty. They're just not. And when they're not funny, it's like, oh. It's like a fat chick with no tits. Jesus, Jesus. That's the worst. Really? Big toilet and no milk bags. I mean. You just lay her on her back. And do you go like, out of your way oh, to be so gross? Who's going to fuck why this Why do you do this? Face to face. Why do you this do this? This is how I think. But how? why? I don't know. Maybe I need Jesus in my life. I didn't say that. Why? Is there a reason? <laughs> What happened to you that you... I'm a well-rounded individual. I got a note from a doctor. Okay. Two doctors. Mm-hmm. I've done my time. What do you mean? I was in a mental hospital for four years. Oh, four years straight? Four years, yeah. Really? You lived in one for four years? Yeah, I was, I, I was a janitor, but I stayed there overnight. Why? Because <laughs> I was dating a girl in there. I was all on the down low. Okay, hold on a second. I dated this girl. I worked at this this mental hospital in Hamilton, uh-huh. and one of the girls, a schizophrenic girl, had like six personalities, and all of them were slutty. <laughs> so, so there was this one. She played this like retarded four year old. <laughs> we used to fuck face to face, and she would shit all over herself. <laughs> it was fucking crazy. It was a crazy four years, buddy. But uh, I was getting paid. And she was ready. They used to tie her down on the um, uh, restrainer because sometimes she'd try and cut herself. And I'd get in there before it got mushy. Because I think she was cheating on me with some of the other orderlies. (laughs) That's all I had to say. Nothing. I wanted there to be an awkward space because what you just said is insane. No. no. That was years ago. Oh, yeah. This is before I did stand-up. Okay, so I wore Ed Hardy... And you... I was working in a mental hospital and banging the patients face-to-face, I think, no joking, bringing it back, I think that doing things uh, and dating people um, that are not appropriate 
uh, can really pull you out of your career out here. It uh, really yeah. can. It bad relationships? Really, bad relationships really can pull you. And that's why I only surround myself, honestly, with good people. I don't play around with that at all. Like if somebody's not, I just don't hang out with them. And you can do that in any part of your life. Why? You only have once in 100 years, <laughs> none of us are going to be here. So yeah, 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 might yeah. as well be around good people. Totally. You know? It's quality over quantity for sure. That's the difficult thing is people get there's so much bullshit flying around that a lot of people start buying into it and they get lost in it. Yeah. I, I, are you calling the police? No. Uh, I, my, somebody called I me in that uh, mental right hospital. Now, uh, she had crazy personalities. She did? Crazy, yeah. She used to, I used to fuck her and she'd hold a knife to her own throat. Okay. Do you, have you ever dated a normal girl? <laughs> yeah, I've tried. And yeah, I've happened? dated some very uh, corporate women. Actually, one of my girlfriends got fired from her job because her boss found out that I was her boyfriend. Isn't that weird? Say it again. So I was dating this girl. She was uh, an executive assistant for a uh, really high-end uh, mining company, mm-hmm. international mining company in Toronto. And um, her boss, I guess, had seen my, my me on television in Canada and remembered the name, I guess, and then slowly made her life more difficult in her workplace so much that she ended up getting fired. Because he saw you on TV? Yeah, and didn't like what I did. I think he was probably had some sort of fascination with her and the idea oh, well, of me yeah. fucking her over and over again. Well, you know, that, and honestly, it's interesting that you say that. Is that that's what I've, you asked before, have I hooked up with female comedians? There is a lot of guy comedians out there, and let's say I like a girl named Jen, and John likes Jen also. All of a sudden, now me and John don't get along. Yeah. And I, I don't want to have that. Yeah. You know, in fact, there was a couple girls recently... Uh, one of my uh, my friend, I I don't know if he dated her. I don't know how. I, I, I just saw them together once, and I called him. And I'm like, yo, did you date her? He's like, ah, oh, we, we kind of hung out for a while. I go, I go, would it be weird if I asked her out? And he's like, honestly, it would be weird. So I just didn't talk yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah, can't be bothered. But I, I, I go to the person and ask. Yeah. You know? Well, you're, I, uh, you're a gentleman. Um, well, it's a actually, lot of guys don't have the balls to do that. It, it's I also a business decision. Totally. You know? I don't want to look. What's the point? There's 7 billion people on the planet. I don't need to hook up with That's her. That's the thing with some people when their relationships end abruptly and you get depressed for like, they're, you know, pining for like a year. It's like there's tons of women out there. I was that guy. I used to get depressed. Yeah? And that's How what I say co- to girls. How did you cope with that? Uh, well, I did. I would show out and try to hook up with another girl or just serial, waste time. Serial, serial dater? A serial hookupper or just go out. Yeah. And now I say to a girl, I go, you're not that special. Neither am I. Yeah. I'm not that special either. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Just We're not just having like a me. magical moment yeah. here. Yeah. We're just different lengths of shit. Yeah. I get it. So I just... Uh, wait. What was the last thing you just said? <laughs> we're different lengths of shit. What does that mean? <laughs> that, that we're all just end up shit at the end of the day in the ground. Yeah, we're all going to die. Maggots will eat us. That's like what I shit. say on stage. I go literally, if you're, if you're uh, a racist or homophobic or, uh, you know abuse people you're yeah. you're an asshole why <laughs> like wh- who cares who cares about anything well I god know. told me oh really yeah, yeah really yeah. he told you to yeah. kill other people right it is insanity that's why i don't that's why i've decided not to have children because of that why because this environment has these people that believe in these ideas and kill because of them and that God told them. And, but and why don't you have high, kids? These higher powers. Because I don't want to uh, bring anything into this world. I'm, I'm stopping. Okay. So you don't. Okay. I understand what you're saying. 
I I mean I don't know. I mean I want to have kids, but I honestly don't want to. If I'm married, I don't want my wife to have to do everything like I saw my mom do. Meaning, yeah, it's nothing for Some if I financial hired, stability. More than financial stability, I want to be able to have twenty. Not I'm just saying generically, twenty four hour. Uh, nanny what is a nanny really a maid somebody that if we need to go to the store or uh, have something cleaned I don't think and that somebody to fuck when your wife's at the store no 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 actually that's oh. not what I was talking about oh, what I was saying is if it's 11 o'clock at night and the kids toys are everywhere and you I need a blowjob from the maid okay <laughs> you wouldn't fuck your maid Arnold Schwarzenegger did and that lady was not very good looking at all uh, Tiger Woods what married her that was oh. his nanny oh it was his nanny or his maid and he dumped no, one in she, her asshole. She, what? what? <laughs> he fucked her in the asshole. Where did you hear this? It's a, it's a rumor in Sweden. No, it's... Oh, oh, she's from Sweden, right? Yeah, she's Swedish. Really? Yeah, I seen the island where their house is at this, she's, this upscale... A hundred million dollars she got out of that. Did she? Well, I think she got 110 totally. Total. I think they're back together. No. Uh-uh. no? She's, she's now dating a billionaire. She can. Think she's about that, Swedish though. and she's a billionaire. She she literally is dating a billion because she did. It's just so girls say, oh, I don't want to. Da- it's not about money. Really? Really? It's not about money. Really? It is. Yeah. It's about money. Oh, yeah. Every time you're at a show and you see some 70 year old guy with a 20 year old girl. Well, that's a like they're 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 filling uh, gaps. Right. And it's not bad. It, it, and I don't know if it's a na- nature versus jealous. nurture. Well, no. What I'm saying is I don't know if it's nature versus nurture where. Guys hunt, and this is just prehistoric, you know, guys hunter-gatherer, girls, you know, uh, cook, clean. I don't mean that, but you know what I mean? Like the home is... is the the so, leave it the beaver tradition. You know, feminists are pulling their pussy hair out right now while you're telling this story. No, I'm saying I don't know if there's part of that in there genetically, like that a woman uh, feeling comfortable, safe, taken care of, and that's what money can represent, you know? Yeah. I, I, and I'm not homemakers? saying... Homemakers? No, not even homemakers, but... On a deeper genetic level, um, you know, think about cavemen. Would the guys would usually go out and hunt, right? Hunt yeah. and gather, and the women. There's just not a word for it. They would, but that was, and that wasn't anything talked about. There was no feminism then with cavemen. No, it was necessity. I think. Right. Uh, so, how much is that? Is is bred in that? Nothing saying you can't change that paradigm. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm saying how much is really there in your brain that we. I just don't know that answer. I think that varies from person to person. Some women right. are more, and men are more. Traditional in that sense, I've lost my train of thought. Too. No, honestly, and I'll tell you one thing out here too. I want, and I, it sounds so bad. I want to date a girl who's college educated. I like a smart girl. Like I like fifty fit. I don't want that traditional. Yeah. Like, oh, be quiet. I have guys who are like, yeah, yeah, tell the girl what to do. I'm like, that's boring. Yeah, no. You, you date a girl. You, then you have a pet. You don't have a exactly. Girlfriend. Who wants a pet? There are guys who want to have that because it makes them feel strong and powerful, like Captain Savaho, or I'm, I'm rescuing that girl. I'm yeah. like, no, I want, I want like a badass girl. Like if I if I go down, like you know, mentally, I, I'm like, hey, I need. She's got my so back. backup. Yeah, and yeah, I back her up. Somebody you can trust and, and count on. Though that's uh, fuck, I, I think they're becoming extinct. I I don't know. Well, I don't know if they were there before. I don't know. I just what, know that that's what I want. What's your longest relationship? I think it was uh, three three years to my ex. Yeah, my that's ex. about my me three and a bit. I was supposed to get married. Why didn't you? She uh, told me she didn't love me anymore. Oh, mine did that too. I love you, but I'm not in love with you. Oh, I got the flat out. I was home. I came off the road. We had an agreement that I would be in Sweden for a month, mm-hmm. and then I'd go on the road for no more than two months. Right. 
because I was just traveling, you know, touring for 11 months out of the year. So I had, you know, I didn't have a a kid or a mortgage or any of that. So I, uh, yeah, and then I came home and I knew that there was some sort of strange thing going on. And I asked her, I said, do you love me? And she says, no, I don't love you anymore. I was like, perfect. Did you leave right away after that? No, uh, a month. I said, so well, you tried I, I to mean, make it my work? My life has been up. Unheaved, unheaved, Unter- upheaval, up- yeah. upheaval. Oh, there was upheaval in your life. So I'm like, this totally came out of the blue, and uh, I just said, "All right, I'm fucking see, I guess, you know." And you just moved on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I usually try to hang on to those, and then uh, <laughs> I realize, wait, what am I doing now? Yeah. I don't do that, and I don't know if I've gone the other way too far. Now, if a girl's like, "Yeah, I'm not," I go, "Okay." I walked in on my girlfriend eating our friend's pussy out in our bed. Okay, why do you keep going to these ridiculous stories? <laughs> these are true stories. I know, but why do you keep having them? I've never had anything like that. I'm Jason Rose. I know, but how do you, what are you calling into your life that you have this? Um, well, that's the thing. I'm a social person and I've always been, you know, like you said, what was that horrible thing that you said about yourself that I didn't really react too much? I'm not, I'm not freaked out by anybody oddities or strangeness. Yeah. Or so-called strange things. So, but why? What happened to you? No, it's it's because I'm curious about people, and you know, I'm over years, more recent time, I've had to kind of limit my interaction with it because it can be uh, exhausting. It's Did like, you have a bad childhood? Yeah, but they're always terrible. Well, they're not always terrible. <laughs> what happened to you? No, no, everything was fine. No, it wasn't. <laughs> and you don't want to talk about it. He's getting red for the first time I've seen him. So what happened to uh, you? Who? What happened? I was raised by wolves. No, uh-uh. You can't throw a joke in here, young man. <laughs> this is the safe word with Jason Rouse. What happened? Nothing. All right. Well, it's your podcast, so I'm not going to hijack it. But I'm telling you, viewers, listeners, tweet him, text him, Facebook him, Instagram no, him, and was, ask was, him what was, happened. My parents split when I was four. That was pretty traumatic. Uh-huh. My mother remarried. I got a stepbrother through that. You know, I've been living on my own since I was 15. But nothing like, never been sexually molested or, uh, you know, any of that shit. You know what's nothing. crazy? And I think I used to hear Dr. Drew say this on Loveline, that, w- that he would ask somebody what happened. And then they would be like, well, nothing. And then once they revealed yeah. what happened, he'd be like, that's crazy. And he's like, they're like, oh, it was just. That's that's what's normal. Oh, the the the, the uh, that's what's normal. There were some outrageous things, but I'm not like um, it. Really hasn't. It's affected my relationships a lot in how uh, what I do and don't want. Uh huh. But not in a negative way. I just have very clear boundaries on what I expect in a relationship. So uh huh. So let me ask you this. Uh, earlier in the podcast, and I'm going to get a smile out this. We talked about your Snapchats. Yeah. Something happened in your childhood. To the, I, make the Snapchat. I like, I like creating uh, uh, just things that you can't wash out of your mind. Right. Why? Because then that's, that's my, uh, my legacy. You, you, I've poisoned your, in, uh, your, your soul. And why do you like to do that? Because it's better. I think it makes more of an impression than like flowers. <laughs> you know, some people give out flowers. I just literally dropped the mic. Have you guys heard that? Yeah, I don't know. Because uh, he's now saying that sending Snapchats to a girl of him shitting is nicer than flowers. I think it makes it, it, it resonates more. You always remember 
that. So for Valentine's Day, if you were dating a girl, which would you? What would you give her? Flowers or a sna- one of your Snapchats? I'd probably put some newspaper down in the hallway. Oh my god! And unload a a brown tear or two. I mean, it just doesn't even make mathematical <laughs> sense. There's some truth to that. I understand what you're saying. You still haven't <laughs> talked about what happened in your childhood. It's fine. I don't need to go into it. By the way, how long are we doing the podcast for? How long is 14 this? 14 more hours. No, because I have to do yeah, stuff today. I understand that. All right? We got another 15 hours. No, uh-uh. No way. We got nine minutes. Oh, God. Nine minutes. We should just do the nine-minute podcast. Are you doing the parlor tonight? Yes, I'm doing the parlor tonight. Are you performing? I'm performing at the parlor tonight. Oh, great. How, let's talk a little bit about that. That's kind of our go-to like neutral ground in the Hollywood. Yeah, parlor is uh, Jay Davis, uh, is a comedian who puts on... I would argue to say the best shows in Hollywood. Definitely. Yeah. Best shows in Hollywood. Yeah. This The parlor is not one that I particularly uh, like the audience. It's and the I, Ed Hardy. It's, well, it, the, all the lights are on and every a lot of the girls are very pretty. And it's like you said, it's the Ed Hardy go out crowd. But these are like the hipster go out cool. Like, I'm so hip that I'm not hip that I'm hip that I'm not hip. Yeah. Does anybody have bottle service and cocaine? I'm hip. Yeah, yeah, Look at my scully. And I fucking... And, and they're all looking at each other. So... To them, it's not about you. It's all about them. And when anything's all about you, it's like if you're acting or if you're hosting or if you're doing something and you're in your head, you're not present. So they're not present. And if they're not present, how are you supposed to tell jokes to people that are not present? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I've actually seen people in the uh, audience um, checking their Snapchat or their, not their Snapchats, <laughs> yeah. but maybe their Snapchats. And also, uh, hey, how you doing? My roommate, Dana Moon, comedian, hey Dana, just came happening? in. And uh, we're just talking about the parlor, and uh, the audience is there. Josh asked me about the time I got fingered by my cat and tried to make me cry. Okay, first of all, you don't need to put that uh, image in her mind. (laughs) And once again, you're going for the shock value when all you have to do is buy her flowers. It's a true story. (sighs) Do you have Snapchat? Yeah, no, I deleted it. Yep, Uh she deleted Snapchat, okay? (laughs) Sorry. Uh, We're actually podcasting right now, Dana Moon. We're very important. You know what we're talking about? We're talking... No, I'm sorry. You just, you're being rude because we're, podca- we're talking about how Jason Rouse sends Snapchats of himself shitting to me. Oh, I've heard of this. I've heard of this from yeah. many sources. Really? And it, like a lot of comics talk about it, and it's one of the funniest <laughs> things in the world. See, you a have classy my lady. A- approval and blessing to keep doing Thank that. Thank you. You're interrupting the serious talk. Let me ask you a question, Dana. No, but Dana, hold on. We're going to ask you a question. While you're here... What would you do if you got a Snapchat from Jason of him pooping? I would be head over heels in love. <laughs> See? You know me. I'm into stuff like that. I'm into weird stuff like that. The more personal, the more yeah. the more inappropriate and like personal. I'm like, yeah. That's pretty up close and personal. I gotta be honest. Dana? As long as you don't send me the picture of your shit. No, no, no. No, no, no. no. It's no. full video. It's the full video, video of the shit coming out of his butthole. <laughs> I can't. I don't want to see the shit. I just want to see you on the toilet. I think that's cute. Oh, no. That's way. No. That's no. Dana. Open up your Snapchat. No. Don't do it. See, that's why I wanted to get your reaction. You're a bad human. Uh, Dana Moon going on the road. You got it. I just threw in some Brady there for no reason. Uh, Brady. Weeks. Brody. Two weeks. I'm going to be on the East Coast uh, on a comedy tour. Hashtag Roadkill Comedy Tour. Tour. Once again, we said tour, but we're talking about that. They're coming. It's to a see tour you? because there's 15 shows back to back, and we're not touring. We're touring comics. We're throwing together a bunch of shows, basically. That's cool. Um, How many dates? 
there's 15, 15 shows. We start in Milwaukee this Wednesday, March 18th. It's great. The podcast is going to come out in a month. You've, you've, uh, you've. Is, does it come? Does this podcast come out the thirtieth? <laughs> when does it come out? What April. Th- yeah, it will be out before the thirtieth. Before the thirtieth. He has two listeners, and they are in Sweden. Well, if the two listeners are in uh, on the in on the East Coast, then come to a show. This isn't even recording. So okay, I don't, I don't even know what's going this on. Isn't a, this is. <laughs> No, no, it's not a problem. You know what? Just like a woman what to come in up, Josh? and Fuck hijack off. over. Uh, what do I have coming up? Uh, the show "What's My Car Worth" on Velocity Channel Discovery Networks is going to be on there, and then I'm on tour. Oh wait, I'm just going to do co- gigs where I'm going to lose money. That's pretty much what it is. I'm on tour. That's I am. So rude. No, oh, we were talking about that before. That that's what I do. I go out and do gigs in Arizona, or whatever, but I get great stage time. I'm not talking about you. See, it's not all about you, Dana. It's about me. I know, he's very hostile. Period. He's got one of those Are period not, pimples. You're never, by the way, Josh, you're never, he's never going to invite you on ever again because you're so hostile. He's very aggressive. He very aggressive and very negative. the bathroom. Dana, real quick before we go, I just want to know, do you have a safe word? That's what the name of this is, the safe word. Do you have a safe, oh, can you just Don't tell. Don't tell my father. Tell, uh, her father passed away in a car accident from drinking and driving. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> why I have an erection. Um, can you tell about creepy guy, just a quick story because this is the safe word, creepy guy bruises well there's no safe word when you're really drunk and i was there we go hold on I let me get my cock it. out josh you look at me though <laughs> this actually happened here on the couch where you're sitting you, uh, i met him at a bowling alley and i went home with him which don't ever do that you don't um, you fuck guys from bowling alleys it was a one-time thing i was just so trying the way to you can see it, family huh i was trying to spruce it up was he like a just some drifter he was a guy was it michael landon in highway to heaven I don't know that. I really don't no, know that reference. It's a, it's a show from a long see, time ago. Michael Landon. I can see Josh's <laughs> tonsils laughing that was so hard. You guys, so you got fingered on this couch. By okay, a end of podcast. Moving on. I mean, come on, Rouse. Really, we always forget his name. Josh and I see him out all the time, and we call him Creepy Guy. And Josh did the funniest thing because he had dirty fingernails. Well, no. Here's the thing. I'll make the long story short. Uh, I was really drunk. He was really drunk. It was very rough sex. Oh, and gosh. I was into it. I was really like really drunk. And I was like, this is, yeah, this yeah. is a new me. Um, <laughs> and I woke up in the morning, bruises all over my boobs. Was like, it biting you? Like bruises that lasted two weeks. Yeah. It's like, called sexual assault. I had bruises in places. Right, I don't know what summer camp you went to, but we called that don't fuck my mouth or tell my family day. <laughs> This is what the podcast has been like. And I bet you he has a million creepy listeners. And yeah, they totally all, love this shit. That are tweeting from their basement. the things I've been getting in my email lately. Whew. Ruined a couple of my days. All right. So can I uh, just pump my thing and then we can uh, kind of yeah. sign off? Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Josh Nasser at J-O-S-H-N-A-S-A-R. Uh, I am on YouTube. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Search me. And uh, can we can we pump Dana Munchen? She's here. Yeah, she could totally plug her uh, stuff. Okay, so my tour will be on the East Coast. Shut shut up, Josh. Facebook.com slash Roadkill Comedy slash events. You can find all of the shows. There's five more left. So like, we'll be in New York. Fight that microphone away from your mouth again. I like that. Okay, you guys. Stop trying to do weird hacky blowjob <laughs> joke. I didn't do anything. I was just putting it in your nose. Okay, stop it. <laughs> you I'm hitting in, her in the head. How, what's it like living with a, your retarded son? 
uh, How long exactly you it's it's stressful it's not boring um, he wakes up in the morning and screams, Stacy! Stacy! Yeah. Stacy, everything is Stacy. Everything is Stacy in this house. Uh, no, we don't know anybody named Stacy, by the way. We just yell Stacy. Hey, can you okay. do me a favor and hand that Stacy? I had, I had the st- most Stacy day, and you know what happened? Yeah, I, I tripped the phone on my Stacy. Some GoPro cameras in here. Ah, well, we actually have uh, a series we're putting together right now, No Joking, mm-hmm. uh, about our the lives together. The show's called No Joking? No, the show's not called Joking, because yeah, we do just, things like we'll eat, we eat a bunch of food to give us gas, and then we go out to Ralph's and fart on people. We think oh, that's funny. Do you ever uh, go to a drugstore and take a shit in aisle three? Okay, thank you very much. Uh, podcast once again <laughs> is over. Well, thanks for being on the show, Josh. I really appreciate you having me. Thank yeah, you man. very much. Really nice. And I'm coming to Iceland and Sweden and... Denmark soon. Bye. Don't kiss me on the mouth. Don't ask if you're hurting me. And if you hear the safe word, stop what you're doing immediately. Do you have pantyhose?